do for you? You have been chopped. Fuck off you, you fat useless sack of fucking Yankee Stanky doodle shite. I like gas. Bam! Bam! Very serious. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that works. You know, and, and, and they fucking, they, 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 they
fucking, yeah, I'm not even going to get spotted yeah. because we love the Food Network here at the Big and Deep Show. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just, you know, when it's your turn to be in the bottom, it's your turn. It is when it's you know, the competition, yeah. you know, they edit, they do what they want, yada, yada, yada. Right. But I thought you did a fantastic job, especially when you said, I had muscles like that, not. <laughs> well, never. Never, yeah, never. There you go. <laughs> But, and then after last night, when Monterey got sent home, they had Star Salvation. It was Yaku, Aaron, and Monterey, and my man Aaron got sent home. Okay. Get back on the show. So, All right. you know. But I'm going out there next week. I think the, you know, it's the whole cast gets together. and yeah, We got Raven. We got... Uh, okay, it's Raven and Phil yeah, Dieter on the line. Raven and Phil Dieter in the uh, green room. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, next next Sunday, got another episode. God knows what's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, but you know, that's cool. I think I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the biggest thing that I've enjoyed so far is that kids it's John are my fans. I mean, no. <laughs> I, my biggest fans are kids. I was in the store up at Bagels. Uh, bread and butter the other day and this little kid comes in like he just got out of a pool he had no shirt on he's all like waterlogged eyes red and he's like excuse me chef rob right you're on food network star i'm like yeah what's up he goes my father wants to punch the woman in the face that burst you with the blonde hair for the that does cuban food and i'm like ah thanks he goes i hope you win and then I went to my softball game, and a friend of mine's daughter was there. She came for Father's Day, but really to meet me. So we took pictures. Then I went to this, like, family and friends reunion, like my mother's and father's old friends with all the kids and then their kids. And all the little kids were, like, starstruck and taking pictures. Isn't it cool, though? I love it. I love it. I remember this little kid coming up to me, and I gave him a bandana. Like, I, I back then, I used to wear a lot of bandanas. Right. And I always had stacks of brand-new bandanas. I used to give them away or find them. And I gave it to the little kid and signed it for him. And it was cool because, like, a week later, I saw him wearing it. Yeah. I was like, look, I got your bandana on. I got your bandana. He was, like, all excited. I was like, wow, that's really freaking cool. Yeah. It's the coolest thing that ever ever came out of this. It makes it it worthwhile doing. When you can put a smile on a kid's face and you just feel so humbled and so grateful that you can you're able to do that for someone. Yeah. You know, it's just the best is half of these kids I've known my their whole life. And they're like, oh, hi, hi, hi. But now that I'm on TV, they're like, they just walk up to me and stare at me like they never met me before. Yeah. I've been yeah. in the house a thousand times yeah, and messing strange. around with them and stuff, you know? Like, it it's really is a cool strange stuff. feeling. <laughs> yeah, I really dig it. But, you know, so we got next week. But the uh, the, fam- the family and friends reunion was cool. Everyone was talking about the podcast, who listens to it, who yeah. loves listening to it. How's Clem? Everyone's asking me, how's Clem? We love them on Health Kitchen. And, nice. You know, it, it's Pretty cool, but I don't know. That's about it, though. We had a couple, a couple other shows come on again with the Master Chef, and uh, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't get cooks versus cons. I, I like it, but I mean, it's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird show. Right, because when they, they show, oh, I'm a con, but they deal in food. They're either a food blogger or they've cooked at home. And yeah, it's not and, like you're taking a, a mechanic right out of the garage and exactly. making them, you know. I do like Jeffrey Zakarian. I am a big yeah. JGZ fan. You know, I, I do like the guy, but I, it's so many shows. I mean,. I remember when you used to turn on the Food Network or even you go on demand the Food Network and it was like 11 shows. Right. 
you know, you had Emerald, you had Vitali, you had Bobby Slay on it. Now it's all chop, 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 cutthroat, 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 cutthroat. Right, chop Canada, Bobby Slay, chop Bobby Slay, Bobby Slay, Bobby Slay. Yeah, chop this, chop your mother, chop your sister's ass, chop your guts. Right. You know, it's just and enough. I mean, it's a great show. But, again, just like Hell's Kitchen. It's, it's beating it to death. Change, exactly. Change something around. Throw a fucking wrench in the game. Change something up. I get it. The chop kids, the chop champions, the chop barbecue, chop your chop mother. Get the fuck out of you. Chop celebrities. I watched one the other, the other week with uh, sitcom. I want to see chopped fat handicapped guys. <laughs> That's what I want to see. <laughs> chopped fat handicapped guy episode. <laughs> and I want to go on. Limbless people. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> 12-inch cock chops. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. What else? I think, really, how far can they go with this? Right. It's like, you know, you listen to a great song on the radio and you love it, and then by six months you wind up fucking hating it because it's just everywhere you fucking go and it becomes annoying. Right. You know, let let a season go by. Let four months go by without the show coming on again. Got 12 different variations of it. Yeah. Because well, you know what's funny? As I was on season one of Chopped in 2009, and they're up to season like 27 already. Yeah. Because, like, how do you do yeah, that? Yeah, same thing with Cutthroat. I think I was on, I don't even know what season. To this day, I still don't know what season Cutthroat I was on. I think I, I think was, because I was at the end of one, and then you were on two weeks later in the next season. Yeah. Which was like six and seven or something like that. I think I was nine. nine. I think I was All nine. Right, yeah. And now it's up to like 15. Yeah. I'm like, Because it's like every six months, I think. Something yeah. like that. Or, eh. what, have, have, have you watched that celebrity food fight? It's like an old game. It's like, it reminds me of the 70s when all these celebrities would get together on some weird game show and just be drunk and having fun. It's Andy Richter from the Conan O'Brien show is the host. Okay. And it's some celebrities, some Food Network people, what, and they were just hanging anything? around and doing all these food games, like reaching in a box and trying to figure out what it is. What, what, uh, what network is this on? Food Network. Is it really? Yeah. I got to check it out. Yeah, Celebrity Food Fight. It, it, it it's pretty cool. Okay. You know, it's because it's something different, you know, and well, then that, the loser has to go I'm wash glad, all I'm the dishes. you just said that. There, there, there needs to be something different. I'm tired of the mystery box, the basket. Come on, enough is enough. The right. scallops, the Wellington, enough is fucking enough. Right. Now, I know season 337 of Hell's Kitchen is coming on a month, next month, and no season comes out, I believe. There is a new yeah. season. I, they just announced it. But, I mean, come on. Do I really want to watch a guy getting yelled at about fucking scallops that we all know? Uh, if you don't know, you're going to know now. Or cut in half, and you have a nonstick saute pan to cook them. And if you're lucky, you get that in a spatula to flip them. Right. If not, you're trying to do them on a stove that don't lower smaller pan. I mean, come on, it's enough of the same thing. The shows are look, you got the fucking the, the structure of the show down. It's a good solid show. But must we repeat the same fucking competitions right. and side events over and over and over? Come up well, with something. You know what it is? We get it, because we've done them. Yes. People, there are fans out there that look forward to it and they love the show. Oh no, and as a fan too, I like it too. But as a fan, I'm sick of right. You know, and then the thing that I'm really starting to get me is when they break out and dance and song now on these cooking shows. Like, let's bring on the church choir and right. let's start dancing around and right because that who does that? Yeah, it's because that's a run. They have to keep it a little fresh. So you they know, come just up with bring. something different. You want you want you want the best competition you ever going to give. 
Let somebody compete for a new car or a stack of fucking cash. And you'll get any one of us chefs to do anything. Right. I'll basically lick your nuts for a new car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic. I'm sure you dabble in that too, bro. Yeah, whatever. You know what it's like? Stack of cash? Yeah. Hell yeah. Ten grand, I'll jingle your balls while I flip a burger. I got no shame in my game. Right. Well, as you can see on last night's show, the fate of basically the fate of getting in the bottom three was decided on how well I do at a racing game. A yes. video game. Like, Which, by the way, I have to tell you, I was a little disappointed in your, your arcade skills there, pal. Well. And you even said, I'm not a gamer. I'm not a gamer. I know. But, of but course. it's a race car game. <laughs> well. But then again. With that fiddling, you know, like. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I know. I know. You know. Your car don't go as fast as the other car type of thing. Right. But you And know, I'm wedged in a tiny seat, and everyone else has a giant couch. Dude, you know what was the funny thing about that? As I said. Wow, if I would have got that challenge, I would have kicked ass. And I saw you get in that seat. I'm like, I would have had to, like, stand up and wrap my leg around the fucking thing <laughs> to the gas pedal because there's no way I'm thinking that. And it was bizarre because it took me back to – it was funny. I'll tell you a quick funny story. When we went to do Hell's Kitchen, we were all in the hotel going for the audition out in Cali. And we weren't supposed to talk to each other. Right. And believe it or not, they had people everywhere. These people like behind the trees, popping out of barstool. When you did something wrong, they were right there. They right. fucking caught you. But there was a bowling competition, a wee bowling competition in the lobby of the hotel. And they were giving away a $100 gift card to the steakhouse. Okay. And, of course, I'm like, this is all me. I'm a Nintendo guy. I'm a Wii guy. And I know how to chick, I know how to chick fuck the thing when I bowl. Right. The bowl strike almost every time. And it's me, I can say that, it was Royce, one of some blonde chick that was on another season, somebody else, I don't even remember their name, that was on another season. No, you know, no disrespect to any, sorry. Right. I don't remember your name, but, you know, we were all playing. They were hawking us. And I wound up winning the fucking day. I'm like, yeah, I got the 100 I went and I got a $98 steak. And I'm like, what else can I get for two bucks? <laughs> and I even said to the guy, what do you got for two dollars? Because I want to spend all hundred dollars and I'm like, what do you got for two bucks? And he's like, I swear, I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking take it. Give me a but double. <laughs> you're right, though. They, they they give you things that don't necessarily have to do with cooking. Look, look, and there's video games, and I'm a gamer, but there's games that I can't play. Like, I cannot play Call of Duty on PlayStation. I am like a dyslexic retard on crack. I can't move and shoot at the same time. Right. It's the most bizarre thing ever. The, the, the beginning of the game <sighs> that takes maybe four minutes took me seven days to fucking walk yeah. through the thing. So I get it, but... Hey, you're right, though. Come on. You're going to throw in a video game to determine your faith on what you're going to cook. And it's fun. It, throws, it mixes it up, and it gives you yeah. a But the, the two oldest people yeah. come in seventh and eighth. Yeah. You know, that don't do that. Yeah. And, you know, it, show, it was funny, though. It showed Damiano with his arm behind his back. Yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's driving, like, the Ferrari or the fucking Lamborghini. Yeah. You know, that's what they do in Italy. They drive the fucking... You can drive 100 miles an hour and all. You've got to know how to drive if you're driving in Italy. You drive in Europe, you're driving yeah. fucking... 80, 90, everywhere you go. Right, but he's, uh, he says he's got, like, his own chair at home. He's got, like, the whole, like, everyone there plays video games. And I'm like, I'm screwed. You know, this is a pole position. Like, you know, give me a joystick. I don't want to have to do <laughs> And the funny thing is, Monterey ripped the steering wheel off because she's so hyper and stuff. And she went to, like, ah, and the thing ripped off. That so would have been me. That, <laughs> yeah. and the chair would have been collapsed. The steering wheel would have been fell apart. And I would have been fucking cursing at the game from yeah. at this screen. I sat on my nuts. Dude, I don't even know. I don't even know how you fit into things. Cause you're tall. People don't realize, you know. I know you in person. You're you're you're, you're tall. Yeah, and it, I was jammed. I was like, I was like ten pounds of bologna in a five pound bag. Yeah. 
You know, I was just How did standing. you think you could have like lifted your hand and your foot up off the gas to hit the brake? Cause it no, because I was it was yeah. hitting the steering wheel. Like yeah. it was, but it is what it is. And, and I was funny, happy, you know. And I saw the look on your face. He's like, "I'm not a game." I was like, "Oh God, here we go." Yeah. <laughs> You should have been like, something. You should have went down in a blaze of glory and jumped on somebody. I was crashing. My main goal is to run people off the road, but everyone was ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. I'm sure it was yeah. all in good fun. Yeah. You know, but whatever. I got hot dogs. And, uh, you know, that's right up my Which alley. It's not a terrible thing. And I thought, like I said, I thought you did fantastic. Yeah. Turkey wrap, bacon dog, rupee fucking barbecue sauce, yeah. fucking. I even did. Onions. I even did the um, poblano chili relish because Bobby loves friggin' poblanos, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, now you're speaking my language." They didn't mention it once. No. They didn't mention it once. Anything that no. I, anything that I actually talked about, they said I didn't talk about. But whatever. I enjoyed all the people coming up, and actually, when we were taping, they had all the tailgate people. One guy came up with his jaw open, was like. I can't believe this. Me and my wife are your biggest fans from Cutthroat Kitchen. I can't wait to go home and tell her that you were here on this, and we're going to root for you. Nice. I was like, thanks, bud. But, you know. Nice. You know, so next week is next week, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what's going on. All right. What do you think? We get into a little bit of food news? Yeah. All right. CTF News with Big and Beefy. off with a little news out in Venezuela. Apparently, there's something going on. I'm going to read the article. I'm just reading this for the first time. It just got posted a couple of hours ago. And it's saying economic conditions have become so bad in Venezuela that they're ransacking grocery stores. Even though most of them are empty already, I guess there's all kinds of violence going on and looting going around the country and riots happening that literally that are, they're saying that are turning deadly. Yeah. And it's crazy. More than 400 people were arrested in a coastal city of you know me, Rob. I can't pronounce anything. Kumama. Your mama. <laughs> the coastal city of your mama, which is briefly placed under the de facto curfew. I guess 20 store This is crazy. Now, yeah, is more because, people killed. Is this because of the power? I mean, why Why is this happening? Here? I think there's an electric... Yeah, like uh, electricity rationing. Yeah. I guess for some reason they're, they're losing power, so they can't keep a lot of stuff fresh in grocery stores, and there's no way to power all this stuff. So they're trying to ration things out, and people are, aren't having it like it. Yeah. You know what gets me though about stuff like that? Look, I get it. Some people are getting fucked, but common sense. When does the common sense light bulb go off and say, "Hey, this is already fucked. If we all go nuts and destroy this, now we're really fucked." Right. And why are you going in the store and stealing <laughs> something that you can't even refrigerate at your own house because you're out of power? Yes. It's almost like remember Hurricane Katrina. Absolutely. My favorite thing of that was when they were showing news, there were people waiting in water up to their necks with brand new TVs above their heads. Yeah. Where are you putting it? You don't even have a house or yeah. electric. Yeah. Where are you putting that TV? I got to tell you, it was a 50-inch plasma. I may have been one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would have did, but I would have held that shit up all fucking day. Yeah. No, but I get your point. It, it is a little ridiculous. You know, that's when instead of fighting, and that's when you're supposed to come together and band together and we got a phone call. Let's take a phone call coming in. It looks like a Long Island phone call. All right. I don't know who this might hey, be. Hey, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Hey, this is Jesse again, man. I called last time about the empanadas. <laughs> hey, what's up, brother? How you doing, Jess? What's going on? 
How you guys doing, man? Um, who who do you like for Master Chef? Master Chef, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's 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 too early to, to tell for me. You know, I I I'm the, what I'm, I tell you what I'm not like, rather than who I'm like. I don't like the fact that it's just Gordon and I think what's her name, Christina? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's black. And, you know, they know. had they had um. I will say she's very easy on the eyes, but I, I don't like the fact that there's going to be a lot of baking again. Um, you know, it's starting to take off. I mean, Wolfgang Puck was on one of the episodes, which was kind of cool. It, it's hard to tell. I don't think there's not yet a front runner. I, I, I kind of like the, the the kid who I think his name was Evan. Was that his name? Or Devin? Evan? I'm very bad with fucking names. But he bombed the first dish, then he came back with something else, and he, he did really good. His, there's a couple of people on there that are going to be some front runners, but for me, it's just too early to tell or too Does early to tell. a guy like Chef Dre or something make it through? I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't get – It's the weird thing is, man, I'm a little toasted. I'm a little burnt out from the 80s. So it takes me until about the fifth or sixth episode to start remembering people's names. Bro, well, didn't they do something different this year where two yeah, they people would go head. in and fight? They went head-to-head, which I thought at first was stupid, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. How about you, Jess? Who's your fave? I, I like the girl. Uh, Alyssa is her name? Well, all right, yeah. Uh, well, you know, you get to you get to know them a little bit more as the weeks go on. You know. Have you been watching Food Network, Stunny? Do you have a favorite on that? <laughs> no, I I haven't, but I, I, I will watch it. But but I, I, I want to tell you guys I messed up on my no-carbs diet. <laughs> uh, well, you do realize that my buddy Rob here is on this season of Food Network Star, and oh, I'm sorry. To, <laughs> I'm he's talking to the possible next Food Network Star right here. Okay, oh, I apologize. Well, we I called in last week. That's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we just, <laughs> we just started talking. <laughs> we just started talking food in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought up empanadas. So when you go when you go back on your DVR. Check mm-hmm. it out. Watch my buddy Rob. You'll see him. He's known as the lunch lady. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, so you broke the no carb diet, which is hard. I mean, it's hard in this day and age to not eat carbs. They're everywhere and they're delicious. I I, I did break the no carb diet. And it, it, but, you know, I kid you not, I put on 10 pounds. Yeah, well, that's what it is. When you give up something, and then you can have, just like people, like, they'll stop themselves. I put on 10 pounds in the way to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? Well, well no, starving but, yourself does work, though. I, I've tried it, it before. I will, I will right, say, it works. And then when you go, you have a glass of water, you, you freaking gain 30 pounds again. Well, no, the bad thing about starving yourself is this, and, I, and I've done it. Believe it or not, me being me, and it's hard for me. I, I, I used to but do three days, happens. no eating. Yes, here's what happens. Here's the problem. You're going to starve yourself, and then when you go to eat, you're going to fucking binge eat. You're going to break one day, and you're going to fucking... Like, I did it. I I was starving myself. I was cutting down half a dinner, not eating lunch, and then all of a sudden, I got put in front of... (laughs) I was starving myself. I wouldn't eat lunch, and I had half a dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't go cake and ice cream. I just had ice cream. I just had ice cream. No. But then I, I got put in front of sausage and bread and love for Italian bread and much of that I ate the whole fucking thing. Yeah. You know. I, I, under, I understand what he means, though, because I, I starved myself for three days with just coffee and water. And right. I lost eight pounds. Do you smoke? And I got up in the middle of the night and I'm like, 
Do you smoke it all? You I smoke need to eat something. So I made like four bacon egg and cheese sandwiches. Oh, yeah, myself. yeah. See, well, like, there's a trick, too. Yeah. There's a trick. They say if you wake up in the middle of the night hungry, you're just dehydrated to drink water and you'll be fine. See, that trick doesn't work for me. I no, me neither. I, I reach behind my head and grab whatever snack I got later. Right now I have Now, oh, here's, I here's my trick. Cookies. If you wake up in the middle of the night hungry, have a cheeseburger with bacon, lettuce, and tomato on a yeah. toasted bun with pickle relish and ketchup. No. But uh, getting back to something, I'm looking at the cast of MasterChef here, and the guy who I was talking about, I think, is Nathaniel Barnhouse, and he's from Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. Oh, all right. Yeah, DeAndre is the one I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, DeAndre, you got me. Barbara, Brandy, Brittany, um, Daniel, Eric, Katie, Lisa Ann, McKaysey. Uh, a couple of them went home already. Yeah, the I two, like the girl. I, I think I know. Are you talking about the young girl? Who went to, she's in college, the college girl. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. won the last challenge. I like her. She's good. She's, yeah. she's very personable. She's going to be, I, I don't know exactly the name, but she's actually, Elise. how do you remember? Elise. Okay. I, 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 I got a couple questions for you guys, if you don't mind me asking. Oh, um, no, no, oh, oh you, could cut, you could cut me off whenever you want. Um, how real is the reality show like? Well, this well, is what Rob and I always of... talk about. That's not her, but she's kind of cute. Um, everything you see is real. What we do is real. They edit it in a way, and they kind of manipulate it in a way they want the show to go. But there's nothing fake. We're not faking anything. They don't tell us to do anything. There's nothing that's scripted. It's all pretty much what you see is how it is. But again, after filming for three months, you know, and taking footage from this day and that day, piecing it together, they can kind of twist things a little bit. Well, I right. mean, like... The cooking is always real. The cooking like is always, always real. On those yes, absolutely. Those. All the cooking you see, everything that we cook, or anything that's cooked in any, is always us really cooking. There's always... And what we say is what we really say. How they want to twist it or perceive it or judge it is entirely up to them. Right. I, I, and then, um, okay, next question is, what dish do you guys, like, absolutely refuse to make, like, you think is just a horrible dish? Uh, ooh, that's tough. That is tough. Um. I'm a fat guy, I'll make anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's, you know what, I, I got it, I will say this. Out of all the things in every interview I've ever been on, that may be one of the best questions I was ever asked. Right, because it's always like, it's always what your is your favorite? favorite? It's always your favorite. What do people know or what you don't for? you like? But I've never been asked, what do you refuse to make? And there, there were certain things that I just wouldn't do in the kitchen. You know, and, and now you got me on the spot. I'm drawing a fucking blank because that's, that's usually what happens. But there's like, you know, putting uh, ketchup on pasta is a big no-no. You know, and believe it or not, a lot of people do that. And to me, that's like a cardinal fucking sin. How about this? Would you use uh, gluten-free pasta? Yeah. I have to. Oh, all right. And not because of me personally, but as a chef, sometimes you have to. Right. Like, even at my uncle's place, we have to make a gluten-free pizza. I fucking hate it. And it actually is, I will say this, it actually is pretty fucking good for what it is. We do have one of the best gluten-free pizzas you'll ever eat in your life, bar none. Me personally, do I like it? 
I mean, I need it, but it's just, I, I hate fucking doing it because it's just, like, you're ordering pizza. Just get something else then. Yeah. You know, I feel you. You can't eat the gluten. I feel you. And you know what? Part of me kind of feels bad. And that's the one thing, though. If you legitimately are gluten-free, because there's people that fake it. They are. All of a sudden, they think it's trendy. They want to be gluten-free. But if you legitimately can't eat it where it messes you up, then I feel for you, and I'll make you something really nice. Right. You know? I mean, there's stuff that I never want to prep again in my life because I prepped it thousands of times in my life, and I never, ever want to prep shit. You know, like what's the money? Okay, let's let's go. Let's. I know. I know you're gonna ask me that because I have a thousand in my head. And and now you can't think of one. Point. Um. Let's see. I hate peeling potatoes. I was just gonna say. I make when I make mashed potatoes and stuff for myself. I never peel them. They get skin on. Yes. Yes. Because I hate peeling them. I hate dumping them in the water, and now your whole station's wet. I hate cutting onions. Yeah, I used to kind of like it, but I just, it, for some reason, I just, because uh, it's really easy. I, I, I actually, when I cut onions or got to cut peppers or something like that, I'll play a little game in my head to see how fast I can do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Let me see if I can bang out this bag of onions and this case of peppers in one minute or three minutes. Right. You know, but this, you're right. Like cleaning chicken, can't stand. Oh, dude, I fuck. When I slice or when I slice or got a butterfly, a chicken cutlet, it freaks me out because I feel like I'm cutting human skin. Yeah. Like if I would have cut my own skin, it has that feeling. It freaks me out. I don't like it. But is there one thing that we wouldn't actually make? I don't know, man. I would, and I'm not one of these chefs either. That if someone comes in and they're paying 150 dollars for like a, a wagyu steak and they want it well done, I'm not going to say. I don't cook it well done. Yeah, you're no, paying 150 be... bucks. You're paying my salary. I'll fucking deep fry that shit for you. 150 bucks. I'll slap my penis on it. If you yeah. want but no, I get uh, you. It's tough though. It's the one thing you wouldn't make. I don't know. I, for me, it's more of a challenge to make things that I've never made. Right. To grab something. That's the exciting part. But is there one thing I would actually never cook? Uh, I don't know. That's actually that's one of the fucking best questions I've ever been asked. Yeah. It's a stump. I, it's a yeah, stumper. Man, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah. No, I really. You actually just stumped. There's things yeah. I wouldn't eat. Yeah. There's things. There's foods that I would not eat, and the number one that I always say is one of those like eggs. duck eggs that the yeah. duck is almost already alive. Yeah. It's got I the feathers and the bones, and then they cook it. I Ugh. couldn't do it. My other second one is walnuts. I just I, I can't. I I don't know why I don't like walnuts or right. oh, water chestnuts. I just, I will not eat a water chestnut. You can't mm-hmm. pay me to eat. I don't. As a matter of fact, that's the one thing I wouldn't cook. I wouldn't cook them. You know what? I just answered my own fucking question. I think that is the most stupidest fucking food there is. It is retarded. It has no business being in anything. It is horrible. It's tasteless. It's weird textured. It doesn't do anything. I don't know why it exists or why people use them. It is the most, you know what? There's the answer. You know what? When I order Chinese food, I'm the guy that picks them all out to eat them. I fucking hate them. <laughs> I hate them. It, dry, it just, it tastes like Wait, what, what's the one thing? What's the one thing? Water what chestnuts. Water chestnuts. I never even heard of that. <laughs> if you ever ordered Chinese food, they're about the size of a quarter. That shape, they're round size, like a white quarter. White and chalky. Uh, white and chalky, and it's like a bad piece of celery, you know. You know what's so funny? The fact that you're so against it makes me want to try it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They sell them in the, in the, in the like, uh, bok choy, uh, in the yeah, bok choy the, aisle and stuff. Bok little choy aisle. Bok choy aisle, exactly. The seasonal, right, the, so uh, the Asian aisle. 
So I'm going to try it. Some water chestnuts. So I I'm going to try it. And then call yeah. you the next episode. <laughs> yeah, you have then, to. Now, matter of fact, we want to hear from you the next. Well, next Monday we're not going to be on because Robert's next two Mondays because Fourth of July is show, uh, next Monday after this weekend. Is it really? Wow! So we're gone for two Mondays. Two Mondays. So we'll be back in so, two weeks. You, we, we, we have a project for you. You have to have tasted a water chestnut by then, and we want your opinion. Yeah. Because I'm telling I you, it, it is the most ridiculous fucking food there is. It's tasteless. It's pointless. I just, I, you know what? I, I, there it is. I wouldn't use it for anything. Yeah. I don't see a use for it. I don't see anything I can possibly pair that would make it taste good. True. That's true. It's um, just one of those things that some Chinese guy got drunk one day and threw it in something somewhere, and it became a fucking custom or yeah. a, I don't know. Oh, and, and now, what's the custom food that they always like? Give you on Hell's Kitchen, Scal- scalpy, scallops. Pronouncing it wrong. Scallops, right? Scallops. Yeah. Scallops. So before you go on on Hell's Kitchen, wouldn't it be common sense just to practice that? You would think. <laughs> you would think. It doesn't I didn't, matter how I didn't much practice, practice anything. I didn't practice anything because here's my thing. If at that point in time you're going on that show and you can't pan, pan sear a scallop or don't know what a scallop is. You have no business going on that show. Right. And you're going to practice at your house or at your restaurant, and then you get there, and the heat's not that hot. It's a different pan, a different scallop. Yep. The way they do it, the the way you season it, and, you know, you got to do it the way they want on their terms. Here's the one thing about a scallop. Drop a scallop in a cup of water and then try to get a sear on it. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's going to absorb the water. Just like onions. When you freeze an onion or... It gets wet or something. Mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms. There you go. Because people rinse mushrooms. Worst thing is you got to do with a paper towel. Because they're a sponge, so it soaks all the water up, and you'll never get them brown. They'll just be steamed. That's like basil. My my grandmother was alive. We'd go out to the garden and pick the basil, and by the end of the summer, we'd pick it, and we'd put it in containers, and we'd freeze it, and they would stay nice and green, just like that. But if you were to wash the basil, she used to get a paper towel and just wipe it clean a little bit, and she had a little soft... She would crumble in her hands to make it soft, and she just brush it clean yeah. if it had any dirt on it. But if you went to wash a Black. piece of basil, Black. forget about it. She would fucking, that slipper or that fucking wooden spoon would be across your hand before you knew what time it was. Yep. And it was just, you just don't do it. And Rob's right. The mushroom is the perfect example. Get next time, if you ever go in and cook a mushroom, take one of your mushrooms, put it in some water, let it sit, and then try to saute that mushroom. It's going to steam on you. It holds all the water. Uh-huh. You can't get that color, that sear, that nice. And I love mushrooms that have, like, almost burnt, actually. Caramelized mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. Love them. Love them. Even with just some olive oil, crushed red pepper, some fresh parsley, and then you shred some Parmesan, a Pecorino Romano, and some sauteed mushrooms mm-hmm. like that. Fantastic dish right there. So simple, yeah. but so beautiful. Yeah, you can take it. Because do you have the can of mushrooms? Can't do nothing with them. And then, no. You try to saute them, it's just not happening. And that's how I grew up eating mushrooms. Yeah, that's what they used to put on pizza back in the day. Yeah. Those were the mushrooms. And I hated them. I never understood them. Or I hate when they put the raw mushrooms on pizza. I don't understand that. Right. Get okay, some nice fresh mushrooms, saute my... them in olive oil, and throw them on a nice pie. Go ahead, Jess. What's right. up? This is my final interview question for you guys. I mean, if you, if you want to keep me on the line, I love listening to the show. Yeah, anyway. yeah, stay on the line. But this is my final interview question that I got written down. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Ooh, he's prepped. <laughs> he's really a reporter well, for the New York Daily News. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
He's doing a secret <laughs> article on him. No, I have fun last time, you know what I mean? And I enjoy Man, watching dude, you watch, like you said, call up any time, dude. Uh, All right, what's the question? New York, New York style pizza, Philly cheesesteak. Is it like, can that be replicated? It's just that uh, a mind frame. I don't know how to phrase this question the right way. So, so like, if help. you make pizza outside of New York, can you call it New York pizza and same with a Philly cheesesteak? Is that what you're saying? Right. Like, if I made like, a Philly cheesesteak like, in New can York. Can you make a Philly cheesesteak as good as Philly does? I like make a Philly cheesesteak better than Philly does. Here's the thing. First of all, I got to start off by saying the Italians invented the Philly cheesesteak. That's first <laughs> of all. Just in case nobody knew that, the Italians invented the Philly cheesesteak. But here's the thing. I guarantee you, I will beat anybody from Philly with my Philly cheesesteak. I will blow them out the fucking water. I will beat them. Can you beat New York pizza anywhere else? Absolutely not. Not going to happen. Or... And I believe it. I, I will I, say, let me rephrase that. Get the water. I, let me rephrase that. There are very few that can beat New York. I've had had pizza. I believe not. I had pizza in Florida that was better than most pizza in New York. Yeah. Or even with Florida water. There's very few people that can beat the New York pizza outside of New York. It can be done, but anybody, in my opinion, can beat the Philly cheesesteak. Not many. It's not. Right. But the thing is, also, you have to have an original. Philly cheesesteak to know yes. what it is. That's like someone that never had New York pizza opens up Johnny's New York pizza and in Delaware. If you get a real slice of really good New York pizza, it's hard to beat anywhere. Or if now, you have a guy that worked for 20 years of his life, five years, 10 years of his life in a New York pizzeria that was killer well, I, and then I, moved I, I somewhere and like, tried to recreate like, it. Here's the like, thing, though. Let me, let me break this down for you, Justin. Like I'll tell how, you the why. How, like, New York gets hot dogs for some reason. Same thing, the dirty water dogs. dogs. You're not going to beat them. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to break down the why for you right now. Pizza is different because there's a science behind the dough, the quality of the tomatoes, the quality of the mozzarella, the quality of the olive oil. Now, the same thing may apply to a Philly cheesesteak, but if you get a good piece of ribeye, it's only peppers, onions, which you can get anywhere. You can get better quality produce outside of Philly and outside of New York, okay? And, but it's all about the fucking whiz. It's all about the cheese sauce. And I got a fucking whiz that I swear to God will blow your motherfucking mind. Yeah, and you've had, I've it. had it. It's a nine cheese fucking cheese whiz. And yes, I do use a can of fucking cheese whiz, but I add you nine other cheese and something else that makes it magical and it blows away anything you ever fucking had, including Philly. I'm about to go to this thing. Where's your restaurant? <laughs> right now, Rob and I are. Uh, he's we're, the we're lunch lady there. I do a school lunch, yeah. and then I just bought a food truck, so I'm going to be doing that stuff. Clem Freelance is like New myself. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're in, in Staten York. Island. Yeah, you're out in Long Island. I told you, I used to live out in America. I used to actually work out in Garden City. Oh, that's right by me, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know where um, we actually judged the Long you know Island Wind yeah. Fest in yeah. where were we? We got we went to the wrong. Oh, I, I, I went to it. I went to it. Not this year. We did last year because this year it got canceled. Yeah, I, I went to it last year. It was at the pub, Irish pub, Irish McLuhan's, McLuhan's, McLinkins. Right, right, uh, right. And they, they had like a they like had a tramping house and a jumping house and stuff. Oh, you guys judged that then? Yeah. Do you know where Hempstead Turnpike is? Yeah, yeah, of course. 
what's the college right there? What's that college? A Hofstra. Hofstra and Nassau. And Nassau. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, the place that I used to work was called Severoli. Then, year, a couple of years after working at Severoli, we opened up a burger joint that was right on Hempstead, right off of Hempstead Turnpike, and we used to do sausage and peppers, the Clemenza sandwich, and all that shit. Italian beef, Philly cheesesteak. No, we closed it down because I left to go do Hell's Kitchen. The owner opened up another business, and we just kind of sold the business, and now it's a fucking shish kebab guy. <laughs> but, uh. Well, there's another burger spot. Burger Wi Fi? Burger Fi. I keep hearing about that. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Long Island, yeah, let me tell you something. Long Island's got some good. Long Island's got some good fucking pizza, too. There's a place at Long Island. in Umberto's? I think it's Umberto's. And, uh. There's a Not couple of pizzerias that I've had pizza the best out there. Was, uh, Gino's. The best will always be Gino's. Have you ever been to Gino's in Elmont? In Elmont? No. No, but there's, Gino's is such a common pizzeria name. But uh, I will say and this. And it's also a Philly cheesesteak place. Yeah, it's also a Philly <laughs> cheesesteak place. I will say no, this. No, no, no. But it, it's like, it's so weird because, like. What part of Long Island are you in? Where are you in Long Island? I grew up in Elmont. And where where are you now? You're in Elmont. Or I no? live in Mineola now. Mineola is that's next to what? Is that next to? Uh, give me a couple I of towns next, next to you. Uh, oh, Car Place, uh, Garden Garden City, Hempstead. Okay, so yeah, it's I funny. was right Garden by Union City and, and then Garden Hempstead City. Is the town over. Yeah. Okay, so you were right by me. I, I worked. I lived out. I lived out in America, and I worked out in Garden City for about three and a half years. Which is right by also borderline Garden City Unionville. Well, yeah, Mineola is weird because there's no highway that that gets here. Like, well, that one's very have... weird because you can go across the street and it becomes Hempstead to one thing. Literally, you can see like we were on the border and we had we got inspected by two different counties. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Get your pick one. We're getting double banged over here. Yeah. But let me get back to the the pizza and the Philly cheesesteak. I got a thing that I had an experience. I'm, I have a chili team, and I go into all these chili competitions, and I've won New York a bunch of times, and I went to the World Championships out in New Hampshire, and everyone laughed at me and said, New Yorkers can't make chili. It's a Texas thing, New Mexico, blah, blah, blah. I came in third place out of 180 teams. Yeah. You, you know what's funny about you, that? I, I saw, well, like, uh I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys could mute me anytime you want. But I saw like like myths about like wine tasting and it says the same thing. Like Oh yeah. Somebody they can they say trick the wine. you. They can trick you and they just make you both wine. Yeah. One guy mixed he took a red wine and told him it was like a nine hundred dollar bottle, it was like an eleven dollar bottle, talked it up that it was a nine hundred and the person like this is fantastic. The best thing I've ever box. saw ever ever, ever store, and you can Google it, you can look it up on YouTube, it was on an episode of Penn and Teller ah! Bullshit, and what they did was, oh, they bullshit, built, right? yeah, Penn and Teller Bullshit, what they did was, they got this guy to go to the 99 cent store, to buy pasta, cans of tomatoes, whatever cheese, whatever <laughs> food you can get out of the 99 cent store, and they built a menu around it, including the cheapest bottle of wine they can find, and what they did was, they built this elaborate little space, with like 10 tables, and they said it was a VIP dining experience, for the best of the best from around the world and charging people like $500 a head and 
anybody knows anything about tomatoes, the best tomato comes from San Monzano, of course, Italy. Right. And the best pasta, obviously, is done in Italy. So they had a guy outside on a food trailer, and it was funny because they let him smoke a cigarette in his mouth. He had on a white T-shirt. He was drinking beers. Yeah, and he was putting together, putting together, he kind of put a little effort into it, but everything was from the dollars. Like, okay, this is a handmade pasta by two of our special chefs flown in from Italy. And we had the semolina flown in overnight. And the tomatoes came right off the vine from San Monzano. And they were canned last night. We flew them in from Italy. And the mozzarella by this master cheese maker that we have specially done out back right now. And he's going to make you this fresh mozzarella. And everything's right out of the dollar store. Right. And they put it out. They served it to people, including the ones. I, I, I have a and, problem with that. And let, let me speak mine after you speak yours. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. People actually tasted this, and very few people, like 9 out of 10 people, actually bought into it. And, I, and this goes, and I'll say one more thing. I, I saw that episode one day, and one of the people who I used to work for used to come in and break out balls. He was the vice president of the company. He would come in and break this when I worked at Lundy's. He would come in and break out balls about the biscuits. And we'd have to make this batch is too dry. you got to make another batch. Make it this way. Try adding a little bit of this. So we would make the same batch and give them three biscuits from the same batch and label them A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. This is the first batch. Oh, this is much better. And it's this, and this is a lot drier. And I'm like, one day I got so fed up and I just looked at him like, you fucking asshole. We've been doing it to you for six fucking months. We've never made a different batch. It's always been the same fucking recipe. And you come in every day and break out walls about this. Right. And, I've done that when people say well, steaks no, back. I'm like, leave it in the window I, I, for I, three minutes and I then take it back out. I do have something to say about that, too, though. Um, well, first of all, you're doing Penn and Teller bullshit, so you know cameras are on you. And, and right. second of all, like, if they're telling you all these master chefs are coming here, nine out of ten times, <coughs> especially if I'm a rich guy, I'm not going to want to hurt the guy's feelings. <laughs> I'm going to say... Oh, no, but I, I agree with that. But here's the point of here's the point of what they were trying to do. And again, like most reality... The power shows, of suggestion. The power of suggestion. And I believe that most of that show is real. Okay? I'm sure it's amped up and some of it is a little scripted. But it's, I can... And I know from experience. I can take a mediocre dish, plate it the right way, put it on a fancy plate, do a couple of beautiful little garnishes to it, present it in a way that it's so good... And make it look so good that I can believe you and trick you into tasting that is that good. That's why my favorite spot is still Spanky's. You, you still come out to Long Island? Please try Spanky's. Just, I have to do an experiment for you. Can, can you do that experiment for me? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm now gonna what Google, is Spanky's? Does... I'm gonna Google this right now. Where is Spanky's? Where? Where is it? On Jericho Turnpike. It, it's not even my spot. I just love it so much, bro. Now, what is, what kind it's of place? It's in Mineola, right? It's Mineola, yeah. Spanky's Food Factory. Is that it? Spanky's Food Factory? Yeah. Yep. That's it. The, Let's yo, check this out right chicken now. Chicken wings. The best chicken wings. The best Philly cheese thing. First of all, I got to say, I like their logo. Yeah. A little monkey in a tire. Yep. I was going to say a tire, but I think that's just like a... It looks like the settings wheel on a on a phone. Monkey, yeah. Like if you go to the settings on your phone, it yeah, has that exactly. wheel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a cog wheel or something. But yeah, I mean that's 
that's the, the you like cog wheel. I like the fact that you knew what that was called. Yeah. That's because you are pie-eyed right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little inside joke. Every once in a while, Rob comes out with these words that are from like 1940 and 1950. Oh, yeah. I well, well I like it right off the bat because they have tater tots. They got coffee cake junior, <laughs> Oreo, fried Twinkies. Deep fried oh, red yeah. velvet, deep fried cheesecake chimney. What's this cheesecake chimney? New York style cheesecake rolled in a sunset flour tortilla. Sunset. Deep fried. <laughs> sunset. Oh, what does that say? I stick to my own order. <laughs> wait, wait, let me just finish reading this. A, sunset, a sweet flour tortilla dusted with cinnamon and drizzled. How can you? I love this place already. I, I I stick to my own order, which is uh, a Philly cheesesteak, five wings, and a vanilla milkshake. And instead of a nice. straw, and instead of a straw, they put a Twizzler in there. <laughs> oh, nice! And I'll tell you why it's good. I'll tell you right here. It's, it's, so here's the deal on how the factory got started. Two local guys, Mineola and Garden City, friends since kindergarten, have always thrown out the idea of opening a, a fun little restaurant. Serving high-quality comfort food at fair prices with really nice people serving it. It's actually a pretty simple concept. Yeah. But it's two dudes that had something in their mind. They make what they like to make. Look at this. Sliced steak. Marinated skirt steak. Sliced over garlic Italian bread. Topped with melted woods. I mean, I, I'm, I'm loving this already. No yeah. joke. We, I, I, I am. No joke. My girl and I go out to eat all the time. And we're always mentioning we get a couple of couples, and we always go try a different place. This is going to be my next place, and I will be out in Long Island in a couple of weeks. Can, I got to do something out them, there. Can, well, can you tell them Jesse, Jesse sent you here? Well, if you do it, please tell them, because I, I at least need a free meal off of that. <laughs> do you, let me ask you this. Do you follow either one of us on Facebook? Are you friends with me on Facebook? No, you don't have a Twitter, though? I have my Twitter, Rob. Chef Clem 70. Yeah, Chef Clem 70. That's my, my Twitter thing. Follow me on Twitter or follow me on Facebook. It's Chef Clemenza Concerta Jr. or Rob Burmeister. I'll, you, I'll, I'll follow you and see if you can follow me back. I'm and uh, I'll let you know when I'm going out there. As a matter of fact, if you want, I'll let you know when I'm going out there. Come by and say hello. Oh, of course, man. That would be an honor, bro. My <laughs> thoughts, uh, Chris. Scotch jizzle with buffalo sauce. Dude, I'm, I'm loving it. It's yeah. my kind of food right here. It's the best food. It's the best food of all time. I kid you not. Like, it's, now, is it's it just a restaurant? Food. Is it like a bar, too? Because it looks like it could be a chain, but it's not a chain. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it has that concept. I don't. It's next to Dunkin' Donuts. Like, if you have to use the bathroom, you have to go into the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, but it's... Oh, so it's like a tiny little place? Had. Yeah, I tell you yeah. what, though. Some of the little hole in the walls are where you're going to get the best shit. Yeah. That, and you can't go wrong with the price. of tater tots, $3. Yeah, deep fried, six five bucks. bucks. Oreos, two Oreos, deep fried Oreos, $3. Come on, who is this phenomenal? Funnel cake, four bucks. This is the, I'm all about this. Like, you know, everybody's grandma makes the f- best food to them, right? Absolutely. Right. Not mine. My grandma was a horrible cook. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys, I mean, you I mean, would say. 
She oh, did. you. She barely did she make well done roast beef. That was her, her greatest dish she ever made. I don't sure what she, she was born in America. Was she born in America? Was she born in yes. America? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's why. <laughs> I know. It's true. I, I wish I had, like, a, a grandmother that came over as a young kid or grew up on a farm in, in Germany or whatever, something like that, you know, like where they would have – no, I'm, I think I'm the first-generation cook, really, out of my family. Garlic Parmesan wings, dry rub, bursting with flame. Rob, we got to go try this place. Yeah, it looks but pretty gra- cool. Grandmas versus you guys, what do you think? Grandmas. I'll go grandma yeah, Wait, that would actually be an interesting... It depends episode. on the grandma. Well, I would say I would say this. For old world tradition, you're not beating a grandma. For new school, grandma ain't touching either one of us ever. That's never going to happen. But you want to yeah. cook... My grandmother made the best fucking pot roast and the best lentil soup you will ever eat in your fucking life. Bar none, I've yet to this day have tasted anything better. That would be a good show. But it has to be blind taste test for the judges. That would be a good show. Grandmas, I got it, I got grandmother. it. Grandmas versus goombas. They do the Italian <laughs> chefs versus their grandmas. Grandmas and goombas. That, there it is. Who, that we're who, feeling who, another one of my ideas. We would yeah. need you two as the judges, though. <laughs> like, you two just sit back. Well, I would just like the judges to eat everything. Yeah, absolutely. I like um, that, though. Grandmas versus goombas. Bro, I think you're right. And anything with a garnish on it would be the chef. His grandmothers just make what they make, and they don't like to oh, ruin it with wow. anything. Oh, wow. Oh, so you could cheat. You could cheat on it, too. Yeah. You know what? I oh, didn't even yeah. think about that. You, could you know what I'm it. thinking? I'm thinking right now that that could be our uh, food fight. Our food fight right now. I think we're going to get into that. I think we're going to do a little food fight, and let, let's get into it. We'll be back in one second. Just listen to this. No problem. It's time. For Big and Beefy's Food Fight. Let's get ready to rumble! Yeah, all right. All right, so what are we doing? Grandmothers versus professional chefs? I think what we're going to do is... As soon as I can get the microphone on my phone, <laughs> we're going to do, Grandma, would you rather have Grandma's cooking or food from a professional chef? Let us know right here on Chewing the Fat with Big and BB. Call it to 929-477-3228 or tell us right here on Facebook. Chewing the Fat Food Fight. Look at that, Jess. You got us, you got us a food fight, you got us a place to eat, and he answered the most hardest question in the history of the yeah. You, maybe you should come host the show with us at this point in time. <laughs> All right, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on. I'm gonna post this up right now too on Facebook, and it's a tough decision. I you know oh, what? I'm hold on, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm part of the show. <laughs> I'm part oh, of the full fight. You're gonna be yeah, part of the we're gonna you just you, gave us the idea. You just gave for us it. the idea. Now we're gonna ask you. What would you rather have? Would you rather have a professional, well-seasoned professional chef? Like Rob or myself, or an old school grandmother who knows how to cook. If you could have dinner by one of them, who would you pick? If it's my grandma, my grandma. Well, of course you got to say your grandma. Right. Can we let him say his grandma, or do we have to be? Could it be any grandma? 
Right, you're gonna see your yeah, grandmother. Yeah, his grandmother. Your I grandmother. Mean, you're going with grandmother. I mean, because I, I know makes, odds are there's a lot of people like me that's. Uh, my grandma uh, makes the best chicken ever. <laughs> I would have to say my grandmother too. Yeah. yeah obviously, you're not going to go grandma. I'm not. I'm going. I'd rather have a professional because I know, right. like, because my mother's mother passed away when my mom was 16, so I never met her. And my, my father's mother, mother lived in Florida and didn't cook. My mother was a mother, and his mother's mother was a mother. mother. <laughs> All right, we got Raymond and Philomena on the line. Right, let's pick up some people here. Let's, let's start with Philomena. Grandma. No, yeah, Philomena's going to, well, you don't know. I don't know. Maybe. You Philomena, know what? Grandmother's first professional. I don't know. Sean Cassidy used to make a killer casserole. I know. Sean Cassidy's <laughs> grandmother. Philomena, are you with us? Yes, I am. Okay, so now the food fight, the question of the day is, would you rather have your grandmother make you a meal, or would you rather have a meal cooked by a professional chef? Well, if you look at your uh, email, you would see that I said grandmother. I don't have email, but okay. You mean my well, text yes. message? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and there it is. She said. Tina says grandma. She said your grandma. Why <laughs> <laughs> <My> grandma? <laughs> I was trying to fun. say yes, my gra- I was trying to say yes, my grandmother. I know. I got it. I got it. It's all right. So Amina's going grandma. Let's pick up Raven. Raven, are you with us? Where are you going? Hello, Raven. Raven, hey, Raven. Hey, can you hear me? We can yes, hear you sir. now. Are you going grandma can or you going professional chef? Uh, yeah, I got to go chef. Yeah, Ooh. thank you. Woo! Raven, it's, kind re- it's kind of a bummer reason, though. My, my grandparents have all been gone for almost 30 years. I don't remember their cooking. Oh, right. Well, that's, yeah, that's how I am. I've never had their cooking except for a horrible, unloving years, sandwich. I remember, I remember cooking when I was a kid. Me too. I remember that power soup from fucking spike. What the fuck? The lentil soup. What was that? No, I, don't, no. I don't remember a thing, and I just remember my mother, everything had to have either macaroni or ground beef. It was horrifyingly bad food. So, no, no I, I, I like chefs. Yeah, me too. All right. So because I had a bad experience. And we have two grand. Yep. We have Maria Rose put grandma. Tina Lewis put grandma. Well, grandma's gonna win it. But Yay! I can I can honestly see other people's grandma's cooking is pretty awesome. I mean I've had a lot of people's grandmothers who flatten a chef, you know, so just right, not exactly. my own. I mean a lot of grandmothers. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't even they, they'd run over chefs faster than me and Clem. Yeah. Can, can, um, <laughs> I miss, right. uh, I miss you guys tonight. Of, what was of that, Jeff? Can we take nationality of the people that chose the grandma? Italian. Yeah, well, there's only two. But, I'm, I'm German, and, Irish, and Hungarian. And the grandmother pick is going to be the Spanish, and I'm French the and Scottish, the Jews, and the Italians. So, yeah. so the two people. And I'm French and Scottish. We eat crap, anyways. And I'm 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 Puerto Rican. So the there you go. It's gonna be the Puerto Rican, the Jews, the two people and the that didn't choose Grandma. Well, here we go. I I, I, I mean, isn't an argument over? I guess subjective, anyways. Right. Right. Now listen, we just got Maria Makatonis, who's probably Greek. She says grandmother puts love in it. Then I got my buddy, the Irish guy, saying a pro. <laughs> we got Jeremy Adams saying grandma all the way. I, mean, I, I can probably tell you, everyone that says pro has a grandmother like mine. 
You know, so it's Come never on, anything. The chefs. Yeah. Hey, you know what the funny thing is? Redeem we, we all... Redeem Rob for this week. Good Lord, give him something he's not in last place on. I know, right? Please. You know I, I wanted fun... to throw things at the TV, brother. What the hell, man? Yeah, well, you know, that's the way the cards fell the last two weeks. They, and, and, they and on the editing my ass I to want to they edit my you. ass. I just hate how they edit you. I know. So bad. Hey, hey, Rob. Yes. I just watched your show t- tonight. I think uh, it was awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, well, it was, just, you know, it was, my, it was my turn shirt. to be in the bottom. I mean, it wasn't because I put anything gross. Just so well, if you know, Rob loves the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Let's work. <laughs> I love the bottom too of the chicken. <laughs> Most people role play and do like doctors and stuff. I like to play a paraplegic. Oh god! Oh god! Here we go again. That explains the oh. helmet. Yeah. Can, 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 can you tell your panel on my question that you said that had you wondering? Is there a food that you just wouldn't cook? Yeah. Yes. Liver. What? Liver. Okay. I love liver. Love liver. I can do that, though, because women skewed me out for years, too, until I actually finally tasted it and learned how to cook right, it. But you would cook it. No, I wouldn't even touch it. Really? No. I wouldn't touch it. I, I, will not, I will not do sweetbread. And that's off. Oh, sweetbreads is fantastic. It's one of my favorite I, things in the whole world. No, I don't do that. And that's a lot, Clem. I, I love to eat bacala. Oh, yes, disgusting. Every Italian, every Italian guy loves a little bacala. Yeah, okay. And, and do we, I'm sorry, do we, do we have any Hell's Kitchen people here? Just me. Online? Just Club. Yeah. I, I, I really want to ask that, that scallops question. <laughs> ask me. I was on season. I was but on season. You know what? It's 10. true. It's very true, though. And you always say that, but like Clem, we've talked about this a million times. You know, there's beef Wellington on the menu. Wouldn't you learn how to cook it? He knows how to cook it, and he found out a few things that they had. I was one of the ones. I and... was only the only person oh, in the history of house kitchen. This is me. This is Clemenza. Yo, bro, I was he rooting just, for you. I have two weeks to call in. He just realized that I'm the guy who was on season that house kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I I just love food shows. I did, let me tell you something. I did season 10 at House Kitchen. I was one of the only people that took the beef well again ahead of time, stuck my finger in the raw dough, and felt the meat inside to see how dark it was. And I separated them into piles. You really got a bad edit, though. You really got a bad edit. (laughs) I don't know about that. I know I did pretty fucking well. You did well, but when you get kicked out on Italian night, chilling Italian chicken ass on on Italian food, but that's what happened. (laughs) Then again, that's why I was in bottom three on a tailgating episode because that's Absolutely. what I do. There was no I way I should have been had that. I was predicting wins on those. And man, what horrible thing they Me gave. too. But oh. when do I do good? When it's baking that I don't bake. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't even like my food that I put out. Wait, well, hold on. Yo, but Clem, were you really running that slow in the kitchen? Was that true? No. <laughs> no. 
Believe it or not, here's, here's what happened. Here's what happened, which, which nobody, which they, uh, you'll see one episode where I'm actually not even on. What happened was, which they don't show is, I jumped down a flight of stairs, literally a half a flight of steps to catch somebody. And when I landed, I hit my foot on the bottom of the steps and cracked or torn a ligament in my leg. And they were supposed uh-huh. to medically send me home. So I literally signed waivers to stay on the show. And I put, I, I literally I put ice around my fucking thing. I duct taped my fucking ice around my leg. I put my pant leg over it. And I ate three Vicodin. They weren't really supposed to give me one. I brought I had three of them. I brought three of my pain meds with me. Only three because I'm not a fucking pill right. person. Just in case something happens, I'll have three pills. And I grabbed the guy by his throat. And I said, if you don't give me my medicine now, I'm fucking killing you. And I was fucked up. I couldn't move. I was fucked up. I could not walk. I could not walk for about three and a half, four episodes. Three and a half, four days, I should say. Not episodes. Three and a half, four days, I could not walk. I was in too much pain. And the only fucked up thing was, they only gave you Advil according to the directions on the Advil bottle, meaning one or two Advil every four to six hours. I was thinking I had a hookup on the show where I was taking eight, nine Advil at a time, no joke, because I was in that much fucking pain. Right. Let's see who this is. We got a phone call. Let's take this phone call live. We're going to see who this is. Hold on. Hello. Yes, I am in the studio. <laughs> when are we on a Monday? <laughs> <laughs> when you're filming Nine. TV. Yeah. Nine. All right. So I think well, we'll still get some. Oh, we got a guy, Gregory Gregg, says pro because his grandparents are dead. <laughs> I'll be home in the long time by then. So that's Yo, pretty funny. Yeah, nine thirty. Um, nine thirty. Wow, we went morbid quick on that one. <laughs> yeah. Did it? All right. Wait, so uh, wait, 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 they don't okay. show you cooking the 12 or 15 or 20 orders of scallops before that. They'll show the one or two, or they'll show when they need seven orders of scallops at one time where you don't have enough pans, or they'll uh, show someone else's scallops from scallops another... where someone else did the prep on them and they're all cut uneven and they're fucking wet and they're sticking because they're all fucked up. They don't show any of that. They just show you fucking up or doing good. It's all real. Again, it's all real. But they don't show the sabotage or the before or after. Right. And here's the other thing. If everyone made perfect scallops and perfect everything, no one would watch the show. Exactly. You know, they need to put that stuff in there to, to make it. If everyone was a great cook, and which they usually are, at least people know how to cook, but then you say, wow, that guy doesn't know what he's doing, but you're only seeing his one screw-up. Or, you know, it's just, it's TV. Were you the, yes. se- were you the same season as Robin? Yes. Yes, Robin, Robin's really, on the show every once in a while. Yeah, Robin calls in every once in a while. Robin, I just talked to Robin the other day for a birthday. It was Robin's birthday a couple of days ago. Was she really that cycle? <laughs> yes and no. Robin, Robin <laughs> is totally, absolutely out of her fucking mind. But she, without a doubt, is one of the sweetest, coolest people you will ever meet. She's an absolute sweetheart. She is a fantastic fucking cook. She's, without a doubt, great fucking people. But like me, she's completely out of her motherfucking mind. 
Exactly. <laughs> and I mean that in all the best possible way you can possibly mean that. She's a total fucking whack job, just like I am. The, Very misunderstood I, don't person. Think, don't you think Ramsey's a little hard, or or is he a little different when you get to know him? Ramsey's very hard. He, he's look again. It's it's TV. I'm not saying he, he he definitely amps that shit up for TV, but he's just like that in person. But on the other hand, he's one of the most sweetest, coolest people you ever want to meet in your life. Right. Look, it's a competition. It's TV. You got to remember a couple of things about competition shows or competition anything. It brings out the best and the worst in people, no matter what. It's constantly going to bring out the best and the worst in you. And unfortunately, sometimes it brings out the worst in people because, you know, you're competing for something. You're going after something that you dreamt for your whole life or you really want so bad. And, you know, you see true colors during people's competitions, but on the other side of that, you see things that people aren't really like that either And when it comes down to real life. Right. You know, you put in a situation, you may overreact, you may underreact, you may get scared. People think it's – look, and, and Rob knows this is, as well as I do, especially now after doing Who Network Star, it, it's, it's easy to cook any one dish. It's harder to do when you're out there for three, four weeks and you're missing right. your house and your girl and your dog and you're worried about your bills and, and your job and, and you're sitting anything. around and you can't there. watch TV and you can't do what you want. You can't scratch your balls. You can't make it, you know, it starts playing on your mind. It's like Big and Brother. These the people are just people sitting in the living room. But yeah, the fucked up part, you know, as well as I do is there's people that are masters at playing on your mind games. Yes. They know how to manipulate you because they know, okay, this guy's missing his house right now. Let's mention something about his home. Or let's play on his weakness. They're like fucking predators waiting to suck the fucking venom. The right. blood and they interview the you fucking veins. more than you're on TV. You're in a yeah. little interview room. Yeah. And they'll just they're answer a random question. And then they're like a psychologist. Yeah. They pick it out and then they use it against you down the road. They're very good at what they do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, and then back to Gordon uh, Ramsay. The guy's crazy or whatever, and he's a great chef. But if you read any of his books, his mentor, my, uh, Marco Pierre White, was an absolute lunatic. Crazy. Sending Gordon Ramsay out to beat up customers that sent food back. He, was not, he had his own show for one season that our friend Dean Delaventura was on, and he just wasn't good TV, and they canceled him. Yeah. Gordon is, well, that, you know, does the like, and all that stuff. That's why I like and, uh, America's Next Top Chef better. Um, it, it, because they handle it. He's got it all America's Next Top Model, America's Next, <laughs> America's Next Top Chef. You got two shows combined in one. It's Top Chef. Right. Top, top chef, chef. Top Chef. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. All right. No, but fine. I like that one better. But I do know what I'm talking about. Well, you absolutely know what you're talking about. You've got some great questions, and you're right, because Top Chef is more a straightforward competition. They're not trying to sabotage you. It's more of a real cooking show than it is a reality show. Hell's Kitchen is a cooking-slash-reality show, and it's 50% reality show, 50% cooking show. It is not a cooking show. It is a reality TV show-slash-cooking. That's what people need to understand. Hey, right. Clems, did you ever see Key, Key and Peele's sketch on House Kitchen? I've heard. I know who Key and Peele are. I've seen them a couple of times on NTV. I don't, unfortunately, don't watch most of their shows. You, but the you one or two things I have watched. Key House Kitchen is the funniest thing ever, bro. House I got to check it out. Show, <laughs> um, but that that girl 
she's the most successful out of all you guys, right? Uh, what's her name? The one who won? Uh, uh, no, she won Top Chef. Black girl with glasses. Like, she, she's on the morning show. Oh, no, she didn't Carla. even win. She didn't even win. She didn't even win. Uh, Carla right? something. She got Carla, no Carla, Carla, yes, yes, yes. Like yes, an ostrich. Yes. Yeah, she didn't win. What happened was they all they all got on Jimmy Fallon late night. And they they saw something in Carla, and Carla got offered a position on a talk show. Right. That's all that was. She was in the right place at the right time. She must have knew somebody. Or someone she was like the like Jennifer Hudson of American Idol who yeah. came, got booted. She was like, yeah. came in 10th on her season, and then she won an Oscar. Yeah, exactly. But, I oh, mean, so it, same kind of it, thing. it's really what, what we do these shows for. A lot of times it's not to win. It's to get exposure. Yes. And, you know, just to keep our lives fresh. Look, I'll be honest cool. with you. I didn't want to win. I, what I really wanted to do was win Hell's Kitchen and give it to someone else. Say, I don't want it. Give it to him. Or I don't want to do it. Buy me out with the cash. Because as much as I would have loved to work for Gordon Ramsay, I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy okay. that's going to be a little puppet. I'm not the guy that's going to be pretend to be something. Right, and be the, the executive chef right, right, and really right. is a coffee, yeah, and really coffee is a, shop in the yeah, casino exactly. from and, 6 in the morning yes. till 10 in the morning. And, and in all honesty, you put me out in Vegas in a casino, I am going to be a coke-sniffing, whore-banging, gambling junkie, <laughs> fucking prostitute. Well, then the Caserta, yes. winner of Hell's Kitchen, yes. dead. That would have been dead in three fucking months. It's like the people that go on Apprentice. Like, half of them yeah. don't even want to win, <laughs> you know? They just right, want, it's all they exposure. Want, to, they want to get the all exposure. exposure. But, wow, um, Keanu Lewis just said stripe. Clem, Something now, uh, don't, that was a good one. I, I, I didn't realize this was you, so now this question holds true to you. Did you practice <laughs> making scallops? Nothing. I never even watched the show before I went on it. Actually, that's Bullshit, a lie. Bro. A month before Bullshit. I went on the show... <laughs> I swear no, I've never, never saw the show. When I realized I was going on Hell's Kitchen, I watched one full season of Hell's Kitchen. That was it, just to see what I was getting myself into. I had people telling me, practice John Dory, practice your Wellingtons. I've never made beef Wellington in my fucking life. I've ate it a million times. I've made filet mignon a million times. I've wrapped a million things in puff pastry, but have I ever made a beef Wellington? No. Do I know what it is? Absolutely. Do I know the technique behind it? Absolutely, but it's just something as a chef that I never had on any of my menus in any of my restaurants. Right. I never did it. I went out, and oddly enough, that was the one thing I never fucked up on. When I did meat, I never had a, I never had a mistake on any of my meat dishes. Right. Now, the thing is, even with all the other ones, the cutthroat, thing was chop, a, they give, well, not chop, cutthroat, they give you an idea of what is going to be, yeah. you're going to be cooking. You can practice all you want, but you're never going to know what the sabotage is. Yeah. Chopped, it's a mystery basket. But if you practice and practice and practice and they throw you a little curve, you're screwed. Yeah, Why go, are blind on every time? Go back to what you said before. And you not get stranger than like, a mine cart. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Going back to what Rob said before, my main strong point was seafood. Coming from Lundy's, who we do a thousand covers a fucking night, going down a full fish market and buying tens of thousands of dollars worth of fish and prepping it and storing it and cooking. That was my strong point. And when I get on that scallop station, I'm going to be honest with you. I got fucking rocked. When you got 15, 16 orders of scallops, and you got two tables that are up on two five on two five orders of scallops, you got 10 orders of scallops you're trying to get out, and you only got room to put on three orders at a time or four orders at a time, you're fucked. 
about the scalps, and you got to watch very, very, very closely. When you watch Hell's Kitchen, pay attention to how the food gets handed to Gordon Ramsay, whether it's on a sizzle platter, a half-sheet pan, a dish. Pay attention, because sometimes he turns around, and what he hands you back is not even what you gave him. Right. I right. will say that. And, and it's the standard of, let me tell you something. I was taught by some of the best chefs in the world, literally, by Drew Mirobois, Parent is actually how you pronounce it. Don Pintabona, the guys at Tribeca, I work with Morimoto. When you pan sear a scallop, you want a hard fucking sear. It's almost burnt. Yeah. And it's literally almost burnt. You want the darkest possible sear. You want that nice dark sear on that scallop. What I had to do for him, and don't get me wrong, his scallop dish was fantastic. It was a light golden sear. That's almost impossible to do to cook the scallop fully through without going past that color on the scallop. You go two, three seconds longer on the dish. It's not ruined, but it's not what he wants. And you fuck. Uh, there was stuff that right, I brought I'm, up I'm, that I'm, window I'm, that I'm, was very I'm, fucking acceptable and very good just, you, that he smashed out and said, I, I, this is right. acceptable. It was, they needed some okay, shots. Yeah, I, just but, yeah. of, I just thought of another question. I, I'm from Puerto Rico. Welcome to the Jason from Long Island show. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jesse Rica show. <laughs> Jesse, no. Um, did I say Jason? Yeah. I did. I'm Jesse. I'm sorry. Wait. Uh, I ate turtle before, bro. Have you ever tried turtle soup? Yeah. And I'm not even no. joking when I say that. Yeah. No, no, I know what it is. I've, I've seen it before. I, I, at the time when I saw it, I didn't have the balls to try it. But as a culinary, renowned culinary personality, I <laughs> love to try turtle soup. Yeah, that's good. It it's depends like on how it's made. Some and it, uh, depends on the turtle. Some of it tastes like you're eating mud because it was sitting in eating now, mud. Now, in the fr- in the words of my immortal friend Nick Zick, the older the chicken, the better the soup. And that applies with turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing. I love eating. Like, I've eaten rattlesnake, um, lion. It's just cool. Remember Sweet Basil's used to be on Staten Island? Yes, they had all the wild game meats sure and stuff. It's good. I, I'll, I'll try anything, but I will not try that full bird in the, in the shell. I won't do it. Disgusting. Wait, wait, because wait, I'm a kind of guy, if I find one hair in my food, I will never go to that restaurant again. I'll throw up and gag. <laughs> I don't like feathers in my food. Would you guys go to Applebee's and have? I go to Applebee's. I think it's a good little bar spot. The one near my house, and I'm not going to say where I live because I don't want to blow him up and noodle up. Um, it's the most <laughs> disgusting, fucking horrible, fucking place. The worst food I've ever eaten. Now I did. I worked at. Believe it or not, I worked at Applebee's for three weeks in Virginia when I had waiting for the other restaurant oh, which to one? open. Which one? On the Lothian Turnpike. I worked at Lenoir. I'm sorry, on, uh, on Hull Street, on Hull Street Road. <laughs> I, I worked at the one on Broad at Willow Lawn. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. I worked at the one on Hull Street I, Road. I worked, at, I worked at the Olive Garden over by you. Wait, wait, wait let, me tell you, let, me, let me tell you a story. This is a true story. I kid you not. My buddy got me in. I needed three more weeks of work to collect my unemployment. And he goes, I'll get you the job at Applebee's. We'll get you in. We'll get you out. We'll fire you. We'll let you collect the unemployment. 
their regional manager came in and saw some of the things that I was doing. They asked me right on the spot if I can train some of their employees, and they were going to want them to put me in a management training program and offer me a regional manager position. I worked there for four fucking days. Yeah. And I turned them down. Wow. Now, I will say this. Wow. Their Asian salad was good. Their spinach artichoke dip is pretty good. There's maybe three or four things on their menu that are actually good, but the one near my house is just so poorly ran, dirty, cracked plates. You know what I don't like about that one? The rugs. It's disgusting. always like an old, stinky catering yeah, hall, like wet it is. and damp The rug is always nasty in there. Yeah. Now, I will say, I ate there recently. How about McDonald's or Wendy's, guys? I, I love me McDonald's. I eat more junk food than I eat regular food because I'm cooking all the time and I don't want to cook for myself. I don't mind. What do you it's, keep jumping Something for? keeps touching my leg. <laughs> it doesn't. Every time you lean like this. No. Something. something there's a little girl who's walking the studio and she's <laughs> fucking on my leg. Now, here's the thing about <laughs> McDonald's. You order yourself a fucking McDouble with cheese and ask them to put Mac sauce on it, and you'll pay 99 cents for a fucking Big Mac. Ask them for a side of Mac sauce. I think the Mac sauce is the greatest fucking thing on a hamburger anyway. Absolutely fucking yeah. love it. Now, I haven't eaten McDonald's in about called? eight months. I don't eat McDonald's anymore, but I just can't. The McDouble on the dollar menu. Yeah, you go get a McDouble, and you ask them to throw Mac sauce on it. Mac sauce? Yeah, and you got yourself a fucking Big Mac for fucking yeah. 99 cents. It's basically the Thousand Island dressing. It's, yeah. It's actually, I looked up a menu for it. It's yellow mustard, ketchup, some mayonnaise, paprika. They add paprika to it, and, and chopped pickles, not even pickle relish. But it's Mac sauce. It's fucking delicious. I love the Mac sauce, man. No doubt about it. But believe it or not, there's more. I don't even nope. think there's ketchup in it. It's more paprika than anything. Yeah. It's delicious. Hey, Clem. Yeah. No lie. I think I wrote about you on IMDb. I got to find the post, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on the, no, that season of Hell's Kitchen, I was like, I hope Clem wins this one. I swear, I got to find that that posting. Well, when I find it, I'll send it to you. Right. Well, here's the other thing. When you see Clem on TV, that's how Clem is in real life. The same with me. When you ever, if you yeah. ever saw me on TV, what people are see, saying on get? Twitter and stuff that, oh, Rob, it's a shtick. He's, you know, it's oh, too much. No, it's and not. I'm like, I can no, it's not. I can attest. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I have seen both of them cook. <laughs> right. And I know. They're the same guys. Yeah. No, so I'm, I'm going to DM you my number on Twitter, bro. And then when you come through to Spanky's, and please try Spanky's out, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Just get out of Clem's way when he's in the kitchen. We'll run you over. <laughs> now, you know the Italians invented spankies, right? It's funny. What is your favorite dish? Is it, because um, it's funny, my mom is Puerto Rican, but her favorite dish to make is spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> my I'm favorite thing to make you. is eggplant cool. parmesan. Eggplant pot, which is one of those things as a kid I remember making with my family and my grandmother, and it's one of my favorite things to eat. It's just one of my favorite comfort foods. You get a piece of eggplant palm out of the refrigerator from the night that, from the day after, cold on a piece of Italian bread, and there's something fucking magical about it. And you, Ruff? My favorite thing to make is... Mm, that's tough, because I'm a big sandwich guy, but like... 
but like the most famous thing that I make or whatever that people always ask me to make are my crab cakes. And I love doing any kind of shellfish, like lobster and crab. And I like that kind of stuff. But I'm a barbecue guy, too. I, I, I don't have a favorite. I'm yeah, a big I'm barbecue I'm a guy. I'm a shish kebab guy. I love meat on a stick. Yeah. I, I do a lot of pickling <laughs> and shit like that. Like, I like doing weird stuff. Let me tell you, Rob's pickle is fantastic. <laughs> Rob, let me tell you, Rob's pick, Rob can pickle anything and make it. The dude pickles fucking pepperoni and kielbasa. It was one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. If you can pull off fucking pickling a piece of pickling a piece of pepperoni, <laughs> pickle a piece of pie of pickle, pepperoni. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm about to say something. You guys are about to hang up on me. I swear to God. But fuck it. <laughs> so be it. I made a dish out of Coolio's cookbook. <laughs> Let me speak. Let me speak, though. I made the sh- I made shrimp off of Coolio's cookbook, and I, you know, I got it sent to me as a prize or something, you know. And um, I really like made like shrimp off of this, and it came out good. <laughs> I, I kid you not. And Coolio knows what he's doing in the cook and. I, well, here's the thing about here's the thing about cookbooks and recipes. I'm going to give you a little something because we're going to try to end a little bit early tonight by 9:30. Um, yeah. Is this when you follow a recipe, especially out of a book, it's just a basic formula. Always take it and make your own. If you want to add more garlic to it, do it. If you're making it, you think all of a sudden need some cilantro, add it. Take the recipe as a basic guideline and then add your own your own thing in or something that your grandmother did along with the recipe and something that you like, and make it your own. But how about, like, Coolio making a cookbook? Dude. Well, listen, that kind of gets me crazy, but it, that's really, like, a, a publicity thing. Absolutely. Because here's Freddie Prince Jr. just came oh, out with a, with a cookbook just recently, and the picture on the cover, he's holding the knife, the worst way you can hold a knife, he's smiling, he's got his hands all up on the blade and everything, like he's going to cut his fingers off. He did, he didn't write a damn thing in that cookbook. It's yeah. just, his publicist said, listen, we have someone that wants to write recipes, put your name on it, tell him what you like. Boom, he's got a cookbook. Now he's on talk shows, and he's, cause he's also hosting some other show now, and it's all publicity. When you see a celebrity writing a cookbook, they probably Somebody has a mortgage payment due. Right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm not in the spotlight. I'm broke. Somebody publish something in my with my face on it, please. Exactly. And do you know, I couldn't even, I, I've been trying to do a cookbook. I have one written and all that stuff. You can't get it unless you self-publish it and pay, you know, whatever it is, thousands of dollars to get it printed for you. And then you have to go and sell it and everything. No one's going to, they only let people write cookbooks that, I mean, the big companies that are already known and people will just buy it because of their name. You look at the cookbooks, there's less and less and less and less less chefs writing cookbooks. It's all, you know, real housewives, mob wives, this reality guy, this boxer, this baseball player, this one, that one, and the other one. That's it. Yeah. You know? I mean, you, you see Anthony Bourdain. Very, I don't even think yeah. he's got cookbooks out. He's got novels because he likes to write novels. That's how he got noticed. He was he was a run of the mill chef of a small restaurant downtown. 
He was a heroin addict, and he just wrote about his life, and now he's on every show. He's got his own traveling shows and stuff because he got out there writing a book. Yo, Clem, you're from Long Island, you said, right? Clem's from Staten Island. He just stepped out one second. Yes, he was from Mulberry Street in Little Italy and Staten Island. But he lived lived in Long Island for a while and worked out there. Is he done, though, or is he still here? He just ran to grab a phone call because he always gets phone calls during the show. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I wanted I want I wanted to ask him about there was um, but what what's his Twitter address again? It's Chef Clem seventy. C H E F C L E M seven zero. He doesn't know it. I do. <laughs> Yo, Clem, you used to go to pizza spots in Queens or no? Nah, I don't fucking know. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, this <laughs> is nah, there's a spot what? in Woodside. What? There's a spot in Woodside, Queens that I, I was wondering if you remember. What's the like name that, of it? Woodside Queens Pizzeria, pretty famous. Nah, it was. Who wants uh, to know if you ever ate pizza in Queens? <laughs> the it, only it one I've eaten uh, in Queens is uh, the one off. Uh, oh shit! What is it called? It was on 68th Avenue. It's not the same no more though. They changed the owners and the pizza is just pizza not the same. The, what the fuck is it called? What but I remember going there. I remember going there every day. Like extra cheese, please. <laughs> As a little kid, and then when so that's where you want to eat used... extra cheese on pizza. But anyway, we're getting down to the end of the show. Um, we got to wrap it up. We're going to be back in two weeks. Next week, Rob will be out in California. The week after that is 4th of July. And then we'll be back with our all new Big and Beefy. We got a lot of guests lined up. We got some new things happening. Yeah. Hopefully, by then, we'll have Tasty Spankies and uh, well. We got. Let me just before we leave, I gotta announce the winner. And okay. I gotta. I gotta taste the walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Grandma's win, but it, there was a lot of people in my like Adam Park, a buddy that's big bacon guy, big Clem fan, from Big Brother, said depends on the grandmother. His definitely not, but his friends were fantastic. There you go. <laughs> but Grandma's win. <laughs> Too bad. Grandma I wish I could be on the grandma train, but I never had a good meal for my grandmother, so. Yep. So two, yeah. weeks, two weeks from now? Yeah. All right. Two weeks from now, uh, July 11th, or something like that, July 11th, uh, whatever. But tomorrow is... Well, tomorrow is the official start of summer. Okay. So, you know, maybe we oh, can roll. by the way, happy Father's Day, guys. Ah, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. But start of summer, we didn't really get our top five going. You know, I was going to, you know, I don't even think we planned on having one. No. But tomorrow's the start of summer, June 21st. And here we go with the heat and the chafing. I'm, I'm so psyched. Going to play a tune now, a little Van Halen with, uh oh, what happened? No, I just have. Oh, there it is. All right, so we'll see you in two weeks.
be chewing the fat, my yeah, people. Baby. And uh, the peace out, Cub Scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah.